Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Joshua chapter number 18, and I want to look at a few verses out of here today and uh, give you just a simple little thought out of Joshua chapter number 18 today. And um, I was reading this week, and I'm going through the book of Joshua right now. Uh, matter of fact, I, I started a new Bible reading program um, where you read through your Bible in six months, and it's pretty interesting. It's got you reading through different uh, or out of different books each day um, instead of just reading just out of the book of Genesis. Um, right now, I'm reading out of the book of Genesis, out of the book of Joshua, um, then out of the book of Job, out of the book of Jeremiah, um, out of the book of Matthew, out of the book of Proverbs, out of the book of 1 Corinthians, and out of the book of Revelations each day. And um, I've really, really enjoyed it. And one thing interesting uh, about reading out of Joshua and reading out of Genesis at the same time is a lot of what's happening in Joshua, um, God is telling Abraham and giving that Abrahamic covenant there and uh, all of that's going to take place. But anyway, I sure have enjoyed reading it and going through it. And I was reading in the book of Joshua yesterday morning. And uh, usually I have my Sunday morning message. I know where I'm going way before Saturday morning. And uh, usually on Monday morning, I began preparing for Sunday. And um, I had I had really uh, studied in Revelation chapter number 4, chapter number 5 for today. And uh, yesterday morning as I was reading chapter 18 of Joshua, there was a verse that just jumped off the page to me. And um, isn't it very interesting how we can read our Bible, we can read our Bible, and every once in a while the Lord um, would just allow a verse just to jump off the page. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. And the Lord did that yesterday morning here in Joshua chapter number 18. Look in verse number 1 with me. And if you're standing outside, if you're sitting outside, and you want to stand with us in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word, that'll be fine. The Bible said this in verse number 1, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack to go possess the land? which the Lord God of your fathers have given you. And whenever I read that yesterday morning, man, I I don't know, it just jumped off the page at me. God looks at the children of Israel, these seven tribes that has not went to possess the part of their inheritance yet, and here's what he says to them. How long are you going to be slack? Joshua says, uh, are you just going to keep slacking around? Uh, God has given you something. God has promised you something. uh, And you're just slacking around, not taking it. And I want to talk to you about this thought. Now, uh, don't, don't get all wound up just at the title of the message, okay? Stay with me, and I think we can learn something from this. But I want to talk to you about this thought for just a little while this morning. What causes us to be slackers? 
What causes us to be slackers? That's what Joshua said. He said, why are you slack? God's already given you something. Why don't you take it? Father, I pray that you help us this morning. May we get understanding from your word. If there's anybody here lost, I pray, God, that you'd save them today. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, I want to look at this for just a little while. And um, the story of the children of Israel, whenever we... Um, uh, uh, we come to Joshua we know that Moses has now died off the scene Moses um, brought the children of Israel out of Egypt's land he led them across the Red Sea um, we know the story about him leading them to Myra and, and then from Myra on to Elam and, and all that God had done in their life and then 40 years they've now wandered in the wilderness and after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years Joshua chapter number 1 uh, comes into play and Moses dies off the scene. Joshua comes on the scene and Joshua begins to be the leader of the nation of Israel. There's a new leader now that has taken over in the nation of Israel. God has promised the nation of Israel Canaan's land, which is where they're at right here. They have now crossed the Jordan and have come into Canaan's land. God has given them the ability uh, to overtake Jericho. They've now made it past that and they're now living in part of Canaan's land. But watch this. There was only of those 12 tribes, there was seven tribes that had still not went as far as they could go. They had not overtaken the land that God had promised them. In other words, there was something better for them. There was somewhere better for them. There was something better for them. But it was up to them to possess that land. Now, think about this. I believe in the sovereignty of God. What I simply mean by that is this. I believe that God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. And God knows everything. God has power over everything. However, God does give man a free choice. He gives man a free will. We could go back to Genesis chapter number 3 when Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden, it was not God's will for them to mess up, uh, uh, but man chose to mess up. Man chose to do their own thing. Now, I'll say this to you today. Uh, my wife and I, and she's sitting in there trying to stay warm, covered up with a blanket, but uh, my wife and I is happily married today, uh, or I can say I'm happily married. I hope she can say she's happily married too, but we're happily married today. Um, it's the Lord's will for us to be together. It's the Lord's will for me to pastor this church, I believe that, and try to be a help in our community. Now watch this. I still have a free choice in my will. I could leave today. I could go get drunk. I could go cheat on my wife and run in this world. That would not be God's will. That is not God's will. But I chose to do that in my own power. The children of Israel has this great land before them that God has already given them, that God has already promised them. But here's what they do. They choose in their own power to set back and be a slacker and not take everything that God's given them. I want to say something to you today. God has promised us happiness 
God has promised us victory. Listen, happiness is not in the circumstances of what happens in my life. Happiness is in knowing God and in having a relationship with God. God has promised uh, that we can have a relationship with Him, that we can walk with Him, that we can talk with Him, that we can fellowship with Him. But watch this. Now the choice is up to us what we do with it. The children of Israel, man, they have this great land that they can possess, but they choose to be a slacker. They choose. Joshua said, why are you just, why are you so slack? Why are you so slack? Brother Tim, I read that, and I, man, I just, I began to study this. I read this. Let me, let me read it to you. The story is told of an old couple sitting in their mountain cabin enjoying the fireplace. After a while, the woman looked over to their husband and said, Henry, I think I hear something. Go check and see if it's raining. He thought for a moment and then answered, Can't we just call the dog and see if he's wet? You know what she was saying? He was saying this. I don't want to get out of my chair. I don't want to walk outside. Why don't we just holler at the dog and see if he's wet? And if he's wet, then we'll know it's raining. You know what? That's us so many times. We get so comfortable. We have produced a... Um, oh man, don't nobody get mad at me. Just stay with me a minute. We have produced a generation of laziness. We have produced a gen. <laughs> man, Joe Biden never got that many horn blows. But anyway, we have produced a generation. Brother Heath said it's not horn cussing here, it's horn praising here. <laughs> but anyway, we have, that's the truth. You know what? We can pick up our tablet. Or we can pick up our phone and anything that we need, we can have it usually within 24 hours. Let me take it a step further. We can push a button on our phone or on our watch now. We can push a button on our watch and get about anything we need. You know what? To be real honest, I can push a button on my watch right now, standing right here. And down there at the house, my truck will start, and it'll be warm, and the seats will be warm when I get in it. We have produced a generation of laziness. My daughter don't know what it's like to walk outside with frost all over her vehicle and start her car because her daddy does it every morning for her. You say you're spoiling her. I'm going to spoil her while she's home. What I'm saying is this. We have produced this generation of laziness. And if we'll be real honest, when it comes to our spiritual walk with God, there's times that we get lazy. There's times that we don't read our Bible like we're supposed to read our Bible. There's times that we don't pray like we're supposed to pray. I, I don't say this braggingly. I, I'm, just, I'm just talking to you, okay? I'm just, I, I'm just being real honest with you. Um, uh, the Lord kindly put on my heart reading through my Bible in six months. So uh, to do that, you got to read quite a bit. And, uh, man, I've been getting up, trying to get up earlier every morning and spend some time in God's Word uh, and talk to Him a little while more uh, before I always did every day, but even a little more 
more, Brother Tim, uh, before I start today. And I'll say this, my wife uh, has done the same thing. We're both doing that. We read in different places and study in different places, but we've both been doing that. And can I just say something to you? Man, I have saw such a difference in my life, in my personal life, in my joy, in my happiness, in my attitude. I have saw a difference in Miss Leslie's attitude. God's helping her. <laughs> They didn't nobody blow the horn on that, did they? But anyway, I'm just being, I have saw a difference in it. And you know what that is? God in His Word says that we can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. But we have to pursue that. We have to pursue that. Slackers today. What causes us to become slackers? Let me, let me show you four things. I'm watching the time. Let me show you four things. Number one. What causes us to be slackers? I would say this sacrifice. You see, to accomplish something, you have to sacrifice. To make it further than where they was at right then, the children of Israel in Joshua 18, they was going to have to sacrifice some things. I thought about uh, I thought about this Madeline. Uh, all of you know that um, she's got her heart set on going into nursing. And um, matter of fact, tomorrow she'll have her last CNA class and schedule her state test. And um, uh, here in the next few weeks, she'll be going to take that. And then hopefully at the end of this year and uh, spring of next year, she'll be able to, um, or in, in fall of next year, be able to get into the nursing program. And we was talking about all of that. And Leslie was talking to her. And Leslie graduated from UNC Greensboro uh, with nutrition, you know, a major in nutrition. But anyway, she was talking to her. And here's what she said. She said, dear, in my four years of school, I had no social life. She said, I didn't. She said, all I'd done was schoolwork. I remember when I was doing, uh, whenever I finished my bachelor's, I remember we went on vacation and I had to write a 20,000, I think it was 20,000, a 20,000 word thesis um, for my bachelor's. And we went on vacation. It was due right after vacation. So you know what I'd done the whole time on that vacation? I had no social life. I had no time on my, I sat at the table um, uh, in Cherry Grove and, 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 and typed that 20,000 word paper out and emailed it to Miss Tina Beasley on Friday and said, I need you to proof that by Monday. I've got to turn it in. Uh, I remember even going through my master's and my doctorate. Man, you had to apply so much. But looking back, man, it was so worth it. And we looked at Madeline and said, listen, as you start through nursing school, when you get there, that's going to be your life for a little while. But it'll be worth it at the end. It takes sacrifice to accomplish things. I thought about this. The, the, the athlete today that will be in the Olympics, you know what they have to do? Their life is centered around fitness. I thought about this. The man that plays on the PGA Tour, you know what his life is centered around? It's centered around golf. That's what it's centered around today. You say, preacher, what do you say? I'm simply saying this. To accomplish anything in our life, it takes sacrifice. And the reason that we don't go further with God, the reason we don't read our Bible more, the reason we don't enjoy that joy unspeakable and full of glory that God has already promised us is because it takes sacrifice. If you're going to read your Bible, it's going to take sacrifice. 
If you're going to have a prayer life the way that you do, it's going to take sacrifice. The price of success is always sacrifice. Thought about this, what causes us to be slack or sacrifice because we have to sacrifice to be successful. A lot of people are just not willing to sacrifice. They're just not willing to give up. You know, they, they don't get mad at me, but they want fire insurance. They don't want to go to hell. They want to be saved. But that's as far as they want to go with God when God has promised us so much more. But it takes sacrifice. I thought about this, number two. What, what um, causes us to be slackers sometimes? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Number two. What causes us to be slackers sometimes? I would say this, number two, the storms. The storms of our life. Now let me explain. Whenever a storm first hits our life, here's exactly what we do. We call the preacher and say, can you pray for me? Now somebody give me an amen right there. That's what we do. We call the preacher. Will you pray? Preacher, will you do a call them all? Preacher, we need to get a hold of God. Preacher, we need to pray. And, 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 and you know what happened in my life just a few weeks ago when daddy got real bad and his O2 dropped in the 70s and we didn't know what was going to happen? Man, I picked up the phone. I done a call them all. I said, please pray for my daddy. I called my preacher friends. I was calling everybody. I texted my buddies at the sheriff's office. I said, please tell everybody there to pray for my daddy. But here's what happens sometimes. God's will and our will does not line up. I, I texted Dad this morning and my mom and my sister. And I said, two weeks ago today, uh, Brother Randy, I sat in my office before service crying like a baby because I didn't know what was going to happen today. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And I said, today, I sat in my office crying like a baby. Knowing, now watch this, that God's will and our will ended up being the same. God's will for daddy's life and my will for daddy's life was for daddy to get better. Now, you say, what happened? i tell you what happened. Number one, God blessed us with good doctors and good medical people. Let me say, that's number two. Number one, God touched him. It all go thank God for medical professionals that are sitting all through our parking lot today. You can't look nowhere around you without seeing uh, nurse practitioners and nurses and paramedics and, and even a doctor here today. Thank God for those people, but we all know that knowledge comes from a higher power that it comes from God. God touched him, but here's the thing. There is times in our storms that God's will and our will don't line up. And God does things that we don't understand. And we find ourselves in the storm angry. We find ourselves in the storm questioning God. We find ourselves in the storm going, God, why are you letting this happen? And hear me and hear me well. It's okay to ask God why Jesus Christ did himself. But it's not okay to be angry and bitter and falsely accuse God. And if we're not careful, we'll not enjoy that peace that passeth all understanding because of the storm in our life. God's promised us a friend. As a matter of fact, I read it yesterday in Proverbs, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And we can enjoy that. But because of the storm makes us slack in trusting God, we find ourselves not doing that. What causes us to be slackers? Well, 
the storm. What causes us to be slackers will sacrifice. What causes us to be slackers? Think about this. Now, let me explain. Sometimes success causes us to be slack. Success. I've seen so many people that in 14 years of pastoring that has preacher I've lost my job preacher we're in a financial bind preacher please pray that God would help us and them get in church and be faithful to church and then all of a sudden they get a job back and and, and, and all of a sudden they get that job and they're making more and, and then they end up making more and then they end up making more and then before you know it they're nowhere around church anymore and they're living in a false sense of happiness because they have succeeded somewhere. Now, hear me and hear me well. I'm all about succeeding. I'm all about being the very best you can be in anything that you do. When you go to work, you should give your employer 110%. If you're supposed to be there at 8 o'clock, don't go dragging in at 8.05. Get there at 7.45. Matter of fact, Madeline's teacher in CNA looked at her on Thursday uh, at one of their last classes, and she said, one thing about you, you're always 15 minutes early. And Madeline looked at her and said, my daddy taught me if I was here on time, I'm late. I didn't figure I'd get many amens because <laughs> I know some of y'all. But anyway, <laughs> I, that's just the way, Brother Tim, I've always been. Whenever I worked a public job, I did not want to just stay at an introductory level. I wanted to succeed. I want to succeed in everything that I do. And success, there's nothing wrong with it. God talks about it in Joshua 1.8. But this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou shouldst observe to do all that according that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. There's nothing nothing wrong with success but when success takes us away from church we have become slack we have become slack in enjoying everything God wants us to have I'll give you one more come start playing softly what causes us to be slack satisfaction we just get satisfied let me tell you the reason brother Aaron I believe that the children of Israel those seven tribes, thousands of them, had not went any further yet. They just got satisfied. They had a little milk. They had a little honey. And they just got satisfied. They just got satisfied. Can I tell you something? God has promised us in His Word. He's promised us in His Word that we can have joy, that we can have. Ha listen, listen. Happiness and joy is not in what we have. It's not. Some of the most miserable people is people that has everything in the world's eyes. Why does Hollywood stars commit suicide all the time? Why do they have alcohol problems and drug problems? It's because they never really understood what true happiness is. And God has promised us that we can have that. But here's the problem. So many times we just get satisfied. You want me to tell you the reason some churches never grow? They get satisfied. They just get satisfied. I've said this numerous times. I thank God for a good crowd on Sunday morning. 
Thank God for what He's doing at Amazing Grace, but I'm not satisfied with it. I'm not satisfied with it. I, I, I want to see God do more. I want to see COVID get past us and them get the antidote and, 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 and us be able to get back to knocking on doors and having inside services like we normally do and the choir up singing. I want to see the church pack back out again. I want to see God build a new auditorium. And the reason so many never go any further is simply because they get satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Can I just say, I'm not satisfied with the daddy that I am. I'm not. I want to be a better daddy. I want to be a better daddy. My youngins is growing up way too fast. Now the normal on a Saturday evening is me and Leslie and Olivia and Victoria eating supper because Madeline works every Saturday now at the hospital. And I was sitting there last night and I didn't let them see it, but man, I about started crying. Because Madeline wasn't sitting at the table no more. And you know what? My kids are going up fast and rushing stand. I want to be a better daddy for them. I want to be a godly daddy for them. And, and this word shows us how to do that. I want to be a better husband. I try to be a good husband. I try to make sure our needs are met. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better preacher. But you and, and God wants me to be a better preacher. But you want me to tell you what it takes? It takes sacrifice. It takes the storms to make us better preachers. You know what? I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better neighbor. I want to be a better brother. I want to be a better son. I don't never want to be satisfied. I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to see the church do more. I want to help the community more. I want to love my family more. I don't want to get satisfied in that. What causes us to be slackers? We just get satisfied. Are you satisfied with your prayer life today or do you want more? Are you satisfied with your Bible reading today or do you want more? He said, hey, I I wonder. That day as Joshua was talking to the children of Israel, I I don't know, I, I don't guess he had a megaphone. I don't know if he had a ram's horn and was talking into it, using it as a megaphone. I don't know. I don't know how he was addressing them. I don't know how he was addressing them. I know it wasn't like this. We talk about outdoor services. That's just, this, this has been going on a long time. They just rode camels and, and, and horses. People ride cars and smoke camels today when they come to church. But anyway... <laughs> I don't know how it was. I don't know how it was. But Joshua said, hey, look, there's a whole lot more that you could have. There's a whole lot more that you could have. God's already promised it to you. There's more. But you're just slack. Church, there's more. May we never get slack.